You know, it's been fascinating checking on different businesses, different companies around here to see how they they fared through the pandemic now that we're beginning to come out of it. And a lot of the not-for-profits, Elia Mocenary uh, companies have, have not done well. Girl Scouts of America is a little bit different. Girl Scouts of Northeast Texas, in fact. CEO Jennifer Barkow is Jennifer Barkowski, and she joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. So I was reading the other day some fascinating stuff. You had, you had, you had summer camp this summer, right, for the girls? We did for the first time in two years. It was great to get back to it. Wait a minute, two years? Well, since 2019. We had to cancel in-person camp in 2020, but we yeah. had virtual then. But it was great to get the back, girls back outside where they need to be. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about how you fared through. I mean, I don't know about, of course, the only fundraiser I can think of are the cookie sales, and I'm sure that didn't go well. Yeah, during the pandemic. And I look at the fate of the Boy Scouts of America, which is sort of a different, completely different thing that's going on there. But my gosh, you know, the corporate is in bankruptcy right now. Tell me about tell me about the state of Girl Scouts right now. Well, Girl Scouts of Northeast Texas is doing quite well, honestly, post pandemic. I mean, it's been a rough couple of years, don't get me wrong. You're right, cookie sales was rough, but not for reasons you would think. Actually, people wanted their cookies. It was a taste of normal. So yeah, cookie <laughs> sales were they were way up. People were buying them like like anything they could get. They were excited about them until the snowmageddon hit and no one left their homes for nine days. That was a hard hit to the cookie sale and the cookie program. Um, but you know what? What really has put us in a good, strong, stable position for the long term has been the commitment of our donors in this community. Uh, individual, foundation, corporate donors have stepped up in a big way, and we've been able to raise more money this past year than we've ever raised before. And that's a good thing because our girls really need the investment more than ever right now. Was there any government help for your organization at all? Oh, absolutely. We took advantage of every bit of government stimulus that we could. Our budget is way down, primarily because the number of girls participating in Girl Scouts is down because of the pandemic. You know, in 2020, we did not have access to schools where girls were generally, where we would find them. And families were just making different decisions about engaging in extracurricular activities. So our membership was down significantly year over year. We're hoping it bounces back, but I don't think it'll be just in one year. And that membership number impacts our cookie program, which impacts our bottom line. So fundraising was the way out of that, as was government stimulus. And so we took advantage of that. I'm very proud, though, that we were able to set that government stimulus aside for right now. And that helps us as we look out three to five years, not knowing what's going to how quickly this thing is going to lift and what kind of challenges we're going to see in the future. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, I was intrigued in some of your comments about what you were finding in yeah. the girls that finally got out of the house and were able to show up at your camps, which I think started in June. It, our summer camp, our resident camp and day camp started in June. And you're absolutely right. Girls were showing up in worse shape than we were prepared for. We knew they hadn't been interacting. They'd been isolated for over a year and a half and they hadn't been practicing their social and emotional skills. But honestly, they showed up at camp really out of practice, interacting with one another. They were anxious, they were depressed, they were homesick beyond anything we had ever seen before. And our staff were not quite prepared for the levels well, of they the just, health challenges. They just spent a year being told that it's not safe to go out of your house. 
That's right. And they've been, they spent a year and a half at home with mom and dad. And so going to camp was quite a different experience. Mostly they settled down and they had a fantastic time, but it was very hard on our staff and our team to see what we were seeing. And we had to think differently about our staffing. We're suffering just like every other small business, getting staff hired. And so even getting the right ratios of people to work at summer camp was a challenge for us this summer. And then to manage the challenges the girls were facing was also an added difficulty. Um, But I'm pleased at the end of the day, I think the girls had a great time. What worries me more is what schools are going to find probably in the next four to six weeks as kids settle into kind of the normal school routine. That's when I think some of these social and emotional challenges are going to rear their head. And it's going to be difficult for teachers to be able to focus on academics when they've got the rest of this to deal with. Well, and then you just, you never really know when there's going to be another setback. I mean, we've just come out of Labor Day, so it'll be interesting to count a week or 10 days or whatever it is and see the impact of that as people live together. Then you've got Thanksgiving when people are together again, and then you've got Christmas and the whole, you know, all the holidays in December. And there's, there's a real concern that it picks back up again after that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest concern I have. I mean, you and I as adults know how we're feeling about the Delta variant and all the variants to come. It's causing uncertainty and anxiety and stress for us. Imagine what it's doing for our kids. They're already coming out of 18 months of anxiety and isolation and not feeling connected and and loneliness and all the mental health challenges they're facing. And then they're at this level of uncertainty where it's like, go stop, go stop, go stop. That's a lot of stress on our kids. I think schools are going to need the support of organizations like Girl Scouts and other extracurricular organizations to help them get through this difficult time. And then your challenge is just sort of staying relevant in in this day and time. I mean, that that, that was one of the challenges probably that, you know, the Boy Scouts have run into, but lots of other organizations. You know, you've got a fresh wash every three to four or five years. You've got more girls being born and coming back into the system. Somehow you've got to engage them and Girl Scouts. That's exactly right. Relevancy is my top priority, making sure that families know that what their girls need right now is Girl Scouts. And I will tell you, at this moment in time, Girl Scouts has been training for this issue for 110 years. This isolation girls are feeling, their anxiety, their separation anxiety, their lack of social and emotional practicing. This is exactly what Girl Scouts does in every single program, every single activity you do at Girl Scouts, you practice that muscle and you prepare for the future. You know, over the last few years, we've been focused on workforce development and STEM and other things. This moment in time, the gap our girls are facing is in that mental health space. And families are looking for organizations that can help give their girls the sort of support and programming and activities that'll fill that gap. And that's exactly what Girl Scouts does. So I feel like we've probably never been as relevant as we are at this moment. But it seemed like there's so much so much competition for time right now. Arguably, Title IX helped out girls a lot. And they have access to sports and activities otherwise, you know, were held off to boys. And then school is more demanding, longer hours than ever before. How do you find time for the Girl Scouts? I think it happens. It has to be a decision a family makes for what is going to be the value add to their daughter. And I'll tell you, I'm the mother of an 18-year-old daughter who I watched go through this isolation and this challenge and this anxiety. 
I know for a fact that she needs the kind of support that an organization like Girl Scouts gives. And I talk to families all the time. They're looking for exactly this kind of social and emotional learning for their daughters. So I think we have to go tell our stories to families. In some ways, I think we are an anecdote to the challenges that girls have faced over the last 18 months. And we're going to continue to be. I mean, I think we can all agree pandemic is not going away anytime soon. We're not emerging forever just this week. It's going to take us a lot of time and that level of uncertainty and anxiety is going to be with us. Our girls need Girl Scouts right now. So talk about your reach. I mean, Girl Scouts of Northeast Texas is one of the larger organizations, I would guess, within the Girl Scouts of America. Uh, how many how many people do you touch and, and, and what's the geography that you serve? So we're 32 counties, 23,000 square miles. We go from DFW Airport to Louisiana, up to Oklahoma, down to north of Waco. We serve nearly 20,000 Girl Scouts across our area. And we're in the midst of Girl Scout recruitment right now. We're talking to families and to schools at this moment and bringing in a lot of new Girl Scouts to our program because they're looking for exactly this. So the fundraiser is, are the cookies still the major fundraiser for you? Oh, yes. The cookies are still the major fundraiser. And and what the nice thing is about the Girl Scout cookie program is it allows every girl to participate in our programming. They make money that they can then spend on programs and camps and activities. Um, and this year we have a brand new cookie called the Adventureful, which is a brownie cookie with caramel inside and sea salt. It's going to be delicious. And I think it's going to get people really excited. And if nothing else, I know people out in our community are desperate for the normalcy of Girl Scout cookie season. We can't wait to be there for them in January. And oh, fudge brownie with salt. You are the devil. Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer Bartkowski is the CEO of Girl Scouts of Northeast Texas. It is, it's glad, to, I'm glad to talk to you and it's good to hear that that the group is still doing well even with all the challenges you've had well thank you for giving us another opportunity to tell our story this is our moment and girls need girl scouts i can't wait to be there for families out in our community for more of our conversation with miss barkowski go to krld.com slash ceo i'm david johnson news radio 1080 krld